Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Kimberly Selden. Kimberly, you are the president of Business of Design, and you're a podcast host, and you're a TV personality uh, <laughs> on City TV uh, in Toronto. Uh, and uh, Kimberly, thank you so much for joining us. I, I'm really excited to talk about Business of Design, learn exactly what you do. Happy, happy to be here, as a matter of fact. And, and it's so funny, you asked me if I was president of Business of Design. I went, hmm, I'm actually advocate in chief is my is my correct title. I advocate for other interior design professionals. So it's a, it's a it's the job that I love the most. Let's put it that way. Yeah, tell me more about that. Well, you know, I launched my interior design career in 1991 and almost simultaneously I was handed a television show. So I was an expert on TV who was expert at nothing, if that makes sense. I just kind of had just graduated from design school, didn't know what I was doing. So, you know, six, seven years in, and when I'm not making clients as happy as I wanted to, I ended up hiring a business coach who said, you know, you might be great on TV, but you do not know how to run a business and I'm going to help you. And so we spent a decade kind of rebuilding my business and, you know, helping me become the expert I played on television. Yeah. So uh, Kimberly, tell me about the, um, the why, why does the industry, uh, why do they need you? <laughs> Well, I, you well know, and I should say, when I say the industry, I should say the community and, you know, folks that are in this, uh, in this industry, um, tell me about how you make their life better. Well, I probably am not going to tell you anything, Josh, you haven't heard a thousand times, but creative people are notoriously bad at running businesses. And I don't know about your education, but when I went to design school, my business class included uh, a moment where the teacher said, how many of you are here to make money? And a few mm. kind of timid hands, you know, went into the air and he said, you know, with a cigarette in his mouth, like, uh, well, you're in the wrong place. If, you, if you're going to this business, you're going to die bitter and broke like me. And um, we all stayed because we're creative and we want to do beautiful things and we want to make clients happy and we want to build homes and all that kind of stuff. And we didn't learn the fundamentals of running a business. And the fact of the matter is a business is a business, whether you're selling widgets or creative services. So I am somebody who's walked a mile in the shoes of most creative professionals. And I guess that answers the question of why, why they might need me or someone like me. Yeah. So tell me about the kind of the business of design uh, membership. Is it, so is it, is it just a, I, I'm trying to understand or wrap my brain around uh, where you fit and how this community works. 
Well, okay. So first of all, business or design grew organically. I, as I said, I hired this business coach and I started sharing with other friends who were interior design professionals, what I was learning and what I was experimenting with. And, oh my gosh, things are going better. My clients like me more. I'm charging more money. I'm delivering projects on time and on budget. I'm saying no sometimes. And so things are going better and better and better. So I just started sharing with friends who, you know, and then before you know it, people were saying, could you come and speak to my uh, interior design group, my ASID group, uh, and tell them a little bit about what you're doing. And so I just started um, sharing. And before you knew it, I was on a plane like a few times a month traveling to go to some interior design group and just kind of tell them what I was doing that was working. And it was really resonating with people. And so finally, uh, the the person who runs Business of Design, our director of operations, Cheryl Horn, said, you need to take this online because you can't keep getting on a plane. Like there's just not mm. enough hours in the week because I also have interior design clients I'm trying to make happy. So it just kind of grew organically and uh, it's become the only resource uh, that I'm aware of that teaches interior design professionals how to run a project from start to finish. Wow. Wow. Um, Something they didn't learn in design school. Oh, absolutely not. No, we learned, we spent a lot of time on the color wheel. I'm not sure why. Now that, you know, I'm out in the field, I haven't pulled that out (laughs) during a client meeting ever. Um, We spent time, you know, we did learn how to draw and draft and space planning. I think there's a good amount of attention put on that. So that's, and that's really important. We learned a lot about codes and mechanical codes and electrical codes. And, you know, that's important as well. But the one thing we really didn't learn is how to run a business. And most creative professionals at some time or another in their lives will end up working for themselves. Yeah, right. Um, How did you know, Kimberly, that you were the person to, to do this? Well, you know, I didn't initially. When I first started sharing, I did so reluctantly and with a with a good deal of shame. Uh, and I say that because I had this TV show. Everybody knew who I was in Canada anyway. And I'm supposed to be an expert. And so I'd go to these events and I'd say, here's what I did, you know, that doesn't work. And there was a lot, a long list, right? Um, and so I sort of grew into understanding that whatever I was experiencing with clients everybody else was experiencing too. I really thought I was the only one struggling. I thought everybody else had it figured out. You guys are all, you know how to deal with clients, you know how to charge, you know how to bill, you know how to say yes, you know how to say no. For whatever reason, I thought, I I just can't figure it out. I thought I was totally alone. So once I started sharing first locally in Toronto and everybody's like, yeah, me too. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Then across Canada and, you know, people in Vancouver and Newfoundland are saying, yeah, me too. And then I started sharing closer to our, my other home in Santa Monica. Everybody there is like, yeah, me too. And today we have members in 50 countries around the world. So we're just, it's a business is a business is a business and creative professionals have to run a business like anybody else. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, what are some trends, Kimberly, that you've seen in this space that, um, you know, especially I think given kind of the past couple of years and stuff, like what are some considerations that, uh, you know, that we might not, you know, someone who's not in interior design might not really be aware of that you've been observing? Well, interior design professionals uh, 
are definitely feeling the supply chain crunch. None mm. of our projects are being delivered in as timely a fashion as they were previously. Uh, we've, you know, may have promised clients, you know, delivery and due dates that we're just not able to fulfill. Um, it's never happened to me in my entire career that, for example, we would order um, tiles on behalf of a client and we would wait 18 weeks for those tiles to come in. And then at the 18th week, get a note from the um, supplier that the tiles discontinued. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just never happened. And that kind of stuff is happening all the time. So I think yeah. that's something we have in common as designers. Yeah, for sure. All right. So um, Kimberly, in terms of like, um, you know, your business, what do you spend your days doing? Well, most days I um, spend the morning focused on interior design clients because that's when I find I have the greatest amount of focused and energy. So I try to get those paying customers done first thing in the morning. Afternoons, I'm either working on business of design or like this afternoon, I'm headed down to um, City TV to set up uh, a segment that I'm going to be taping tomorrow on uh, holiday decorating. Um, so my days, my days are busy. Um, and I like having a lot of different, uh, creative irons in the fire, if you will. I think that I would, I would feel diminished in some way if I couldn't. <laughs> that wasn't to the, to, to our listener right now. There wasn't your phone. That was, some, there was somebody else's. We're not going to tell you who. <laughs> who nearby would dare have their phone on during this important interview. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I love that I have lots of different things going on. I think a lot of creative professionals are like that, right? Yeah. If I'm, a, if I'm a creative professional, how do I get more business? Well, I would say the first thing you want to do is make sure you know how to satisfy the customer you have right now. You know, a lot of times people say, oh, I'm going to put effort into social media and I'm going to put a marketing campaign. If you're not making the client you have happy right now, if you're not making that client happy, you shot yourself in the foot because that client is, in my experience, the best resource for the next customer who's coming my way. That repeat referral client is everything in my business. And that's how I'm able to stay busy even when there's an economic slowdown because my repeat and referral clients know me, they trust me, they'll still come forward and work with me. So I would say that's the first thing. And the second thing I would say is, I know a lot of interior designers, I don't know about other creative professions, but a lot of interior design professionals have a partner or a spouse who has a good job. And that sort of removes the incentive to hustle and get out there and make money. And I would say that's a real detriment. So I would think of myself for many years, I thought of myself, well, it doesn't really matter if I don't charge enough because my husband has enough, you know, he's earning a salary. And so whatever I make is kind of gravy. That's, that was literally what I thought. I would remove that mentality completely and really go for it and try to try to hustle and build a business. Yeah. So what does, I mean, if, if, in terms of visibility and or having lots of great conversations tactically, what should we be doing? Well, I don't have any mysterious, you know, techniques that other people don't have. I do know that if you're going to invest a lot of time and effort and money in something like Instagram or Facebook or TikTok, in my experience, it needs to be extremely focused. And that's hard for most of us. 
Um, the truth of the matter is if I needed to get paying customers out of my Instagram account, mm -hmm. I would want to be really strategic and have an editorial calendar so that every Monday I uh, posted a project that's in progress. And every Wednesday, I posted a project that's completed. And every Friday, I posted a comment from a client or an interaction with a client or a supplier. I'd be really strategic. And what I find with my own Instagram account is like, hmm, I'm posting the tequila drink I made on the weekend and I'm posting my travel adventures. And, mm -hmm. you know, so I, I just think you have to be really disciplined in trying the things that work Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. Facebook, TikTok, all those things. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, in terms of like sharing, like, you know, visual, like, you know, work and, and that sort of thing. I mean, obviously interior design is a very visual medium. It's perfect for Instagram. That's for sure. Yeah, it really is. But it's a huge time commitment. Like I just find I'm the worst. Like I'm super busy with clients and we'll finish something. And uh, my team will say, did you, did anybody take pictures? No, we're all busy working. We're oh, not focused, yeah. yeah. Right. So you do have to really develop that muscle to be disciplined and always thinking about feeding that engine. Yeah. Right. So like, what do you do? I mean, I guess you just set it, you know, add it to your task list and like, or, you know, this is absolutely, you know, you've got the glam squad that follows you around everywhere and documents what you're doing and, um, you know, just trust like, that that will pay off. Yeah. I like glam squad. Where do I get one of those? You can tell yeah. today I, I need a glam squad. I finished my workout and jumped on the camera with you, Josh. Um, I, I like the idea of a glam squad, but of course a lot of creative professionals are broke. So it just yeah. goes back to, you cannot uh, under emphasize the basics. You've got to run a profitable business and make those clients happy because when you do, then you have so many options. You can afford to have a glam squad who, to follow you around and get those videos. Maybe it's only once a month, but that one day a month, you get, you know, 10, 15 videos that you can post throughout the month. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, and, and I mean, that, I mean, that's how business kind of gets done um, outside of social media. Um, what other things might we do to grow and network? You know, it's funny. Um, a, a lot of people will say, well, I'm going to do this project for free. And speaking of interior design professionals, if you do your best friend's master bedroom for free, no one's going to see it but her and yeah. her husband. So I yeah. think that's kind of a lost effort. If I, if I moved to a new town and I had to start over, I might find a great cafe or restaurant that's super busy that the locals love. Mm. And I might approach them and say, I'm willing to give you my time if you'll purchase the materials and then promote me. Something like that, I think is better. Um. But the best thing I've ever done for myself is I've hosted events for clients. So we'll take over a store, a great shop, you know, pick, pick something that's in your, in your genre. So we have a wonderful bedding store in Toronto called Oli Fine Linens. So we've hosted an open house at Oli. Everybody gets 20% off. I invite all my past customers and people that I think would be fun to work with. We do a little 15 minute talk about, you know, setting a perfect bed to get a great night's sleep. Everybody enjoyed 20% off, lots of alcohol flowing, the shop is happy. They're selling lots of bedding. And I always end up getting clients out of an event like that. Wow. Wow. Um, and, and again, they didn't teach you that in design school. 
Oh, no, absolutely not. And, you know, the other thing is I would never advertise in an interior design magazine for a client. There's just, you know, I would I would advertise in a car magazine because my clients drive nice cars. And so I'm, you know, I'm more likely to find mm-hmm. somebody and stand out if I'm advertising in the automobile magazine than yes. I, if I'm advertising in an interior design magazine. Yeah. Yeah, no, you want to be the design person in a, another, you don't want to hang out with a bunch of design people. <laughs> Just go on. Yeah. Go and hang out with, you know, uh, your potential customers where you're the only design person. Right. And, and so Kimberly, your website, businessofdesign.com. When someone goes there, um, what would you, how do they engage with you? Like, what do you recommend for that next level in the relationship? If they're just starting to get to know you? Well, there are definitely some free courses that you can check out just to help you get started and introduce what we call our Business of Design 15-step project management process or project management strategy. I really think that running a project successfully begins long before the client phones you. So it's about how you answer the phone, what your branding is like, what your website is like. But mostly we focus on the minute that client phones you to inquire about design services what should you say? How should you close that deal? What should happen at the consultation? You know, how do you order goods? How do you manage trades? How do you manage clients? It's extremely nuts and bolts and not theoretical. It's really just for those interior. We have mostly interior designers and decorators, lots of architects and uh, quite a few landscape architects as well. But it's really for people who are running a creative, creative business service. Yeah. All right. Kimberly Selden. Uh, and uh, which, which, what was your preferred title? Oh, advocate in chief at business of design. Yeah. <laughs> but right. I'm an interior Isn't... designer as well. I guess that's really who I am. That's terrific. Kimberly Selden again. Thank you so much. Businessofdesign.com. Thank you, Kimberly. Josh, thank you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, 
you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.